With the changing of the seasons, it's time to change up the way you cook. Let go of meal planning, shopping, food prep, and let HelloFresh take the reins. They send fresh ingredients with easy recipes right to your door, so cooking is a total breeze. With 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from each week, there's always something new to love. If you're counting the calories or you're following a specific meal plan, it can be hard to find meals that fit your little guidelines you're setting for yourself. HelloFresh makes it easy with vegetarian, family-friendly, and fit and wholesome options. With awesome dinners like honey butter barbecue pork chops mm-mm, and shrooms and Swiss beef burgers. I love a nice shroom Swiss beef burger. Say that five times. Shroom Swiss beef burger. Shroom Swiss beef burger. There's truly something for everybody in the family and they all will love it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50YKWD and use code 50 YKWD for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50YKWD for you know what, dude? And use code 50YKWD for 50% off plus free shipping. My mother said, oh, old people, they don't shut the door. Anyhow, Nana's boobs. I don't know. You've you've talked about grandparent boobs. They, they it was no, it was never, a, I don't never I, re- I don't know. I, mean, I remember you had a you had a that. you had that. a you had a joke. You had a joke about maybe it was maybe it was that you had pictured your grandmother and grandfather having sex and you said, I don't like broccoli. <laughs> I didn't like broccoli growing up, but now I like it. Am I gonna like having sex with as an old person? And then um, I would take the tit and swing it over. Swing my shoulder. it over your shoulder. You said, "What do you do? You huck it around the room." And the, and the, and it that always made me. Yeah, it always made me think of my grandmother because it was. It didn't so much fall out of her. It like unfurled. It was like it was like a uh, uh, the, the, the the it had the 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 sort of the length and 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 circumference of the snake that popped out of the can of peanuts you know that oh, yeah. remember that thing so so that that happened and i remember telling my brothers the story and then i wrote a rhyme about it and and everything and we were laughing you wrote a rap it. yeah we, we well it wasn't really a rap it was this song i was walking down the hall one day gonna go to my room to play when i turned around the door i saw her boobs upon the floor and decided i should run away yeah baby we're starting the podcast right now we're back. You know what, dude? Live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. YKWD. I started a social media and podcast. <laughs> the fact. The YKWD podcast. YKWD is back again. Old school, back in the day, where it all started. Before them all, YKWD. This podcast is so fun and crazy. It has no rules. Shut up. You're ruining this. Where's the bandana, man? I'm sorry. It's a comedy podcast. This isn't NPR. That's what this podcast does. Is there any better show? This is the original. Original. Welcome back to YKWD, one of the longest running podcasts on the East Coast. One of the first, and I think one of the best. I hope you guys are enjoying the shows lately. We've had some kick-ass guests. Do me a favor, before you go any further, if you're watching on YouTube... Just hit the subscribe button. That's all you got to do. It costs nothing. Just hit the subscribe. 
and hit the like and comment if you want. And uh, that's about it. And we do have an unedited version that goes on Patreon.com slash Robert Kelly. In case we have any potty mouth stuff, or we go a little edgy, we put that over there. You get it first. You get an extra episode every week of YKWD. Extra, extra. And then uh, you get it unedited and a bunch of other stuff. So that's where you go if you want to be a real supporter of the show and give me some cash so I can pay these autistic kids that work for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so happy <laughs> that my guest is here today. I, I love him. One of my longest Oh, friends that's a great one. In the business, but also in life. Yeah. We've gone past the business. Yeah. It's been so long. That it's life. Gary Gullman. Yes. What's up, buddy? A true friend. I mean... In this in this thing they call... They, they say it's not show friends, but isn't it show friends? Okay. That's what keeps us coming back. Show friends? Is the friends. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Well, we, comics, we, right? Yeah. Comics, it's like... Yeah, everything is from friends and colleagues that liked us. Not not so businessy. I Everything We're I really pretty fortunate. much got... Yeah. Was from somebody who liked me as a person. Yes. You know? Totally. Yeah, totally. No way Louis liked my stand-up. <laughs> he liked my personality. Yeah, but also you're a great actor. You're a I great actor. Kelly. And we, we also studied acting together with Peter Kelly in, in Boston, Dude. which was a great... That, that, was a, that was a great time, man. People, people think acting classes are some sort of cult or anything but and there are but most of them are serious people trying to do serious work and and are artists and and love acting Pete Kelly and I, people don't know this just a genius of a man I mean Pete Kelly worked at College and Pickman Casting Agency once in a while he would teach a class I remember I got into College and Pickman acting okay in Boston College and Pickman was the the big casting it. You got yeah. a film. You went through that lady and that company. I went into the class. He's teaching downstairs. I didn't get in. So I'm upstairs. It's fine. I'm with her. Yeah. She's still great, but I'm not with P I heard about Pete Kelly. Yeah. All of a sudden, he walks up with his long hair, flips <laughs> it. <laughs> I need one more. I just went, me. <laughs> Good for you. I'd never heard that story. That's incredible. I went, me. I wanted. So I went downstairs. I took his class for, what, six weeks? Yeah. And I remember one of the greatest things. He goes, who wants to be famous? Who wants to be a uh, good actor? I love that. And he stops and he goes, there's no wrong answer. Being famous is fine in this business, but wow. there's some people that just want to be good actors. Yeah. And, you know, everybody raised good actor. Yeah, yeah. I did this. <laughs> good for you. I was like, you know. Good for you. I that's, remember I, that's ballsy, man. I remember I took him out for dinner. Where'd you go? La Familia Georgia. <laughs> nice. La Familia Georgia. Because that's when I was I started working there. Yeah. And I I, I don't know if you felt this. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. When acting, comedy, I just wanted somebody to tell me, oh, you yeah. should do this. Yes. You you, yes. you got it. Yeah. I just wanted. Yes. You got it, dude. Yes. You, yes. Because it was so scary, right? Totally. When we first started. Totally. We're in the dark. We didn't have that faith. And and that's some people just have it or they got it from their parents or they they just have it innately. But we didn't have that faith in ourselves. And we were constantly looking for somebody to reflect what we had. A, we had an inkling. 
we had a hint. People had told us we're funny, we're talented, right. but nobody of authority had confirmed it. And right. and Pete Kelly was able to do that for us. I well, he didn't for me. I took him what? out to dinner. <laughs> I took him to dinner. And he cast you in in Two Dogs and a Bone. He did no. He did after. Here's what happened. Took him to dinner. And I go, dude, I just, can you tell me, should I do this? Uh, and he's like, I don't know, dude. Right. What do you want? Pass the cheese. Honestly. I was like, I was like, I'm such a good actor, you look for cheese. Ah, <laughs> uh, did you see that? <laughs> I'm fucking rocking, dude. You literally went like this. I created such a uh, fucking illusion. You went like this. I was, a, I was, like, a, and but I yes ended. You did? Mm -hmm. You did. Um, so here's what happened. But a real actor would have grabbed the cheese. And, and put it to me, and I would have went like this yeah. and handed it back. <laughs> And you would have took it. You sure? And maybe I would have put some on my own. <laughs> Your pasta? Is it seafood or is it just a bolognese? No, it's a it's a, a uh, the broccoli and chicken and broccoli. Oh, the uh, chicken bonafortuna. Chicken broccoli. Yeah, chicken chicken bonafortuna. Yes. From La Familia Giorgio. Oh my gosh, three ninety five oh. for a pound of pasta. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So anyway, here's this. It was I almost as if it was a front for something else. Um. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I uh, I got so much to talk to you about, dude. So when, when he, so I saw him. I'm in a club with my friend Mark Caesar at some oh, the club on on fucking Tremont Street late at night. All of a sudden, I look and over. Mark Caesar is as cool as his name would make you think. <laughs> Berkeley College of Music, long hair. Oh Caesar, piano. Oh my Caesar. You know where I met him. I'm going to break his in. I met him at an AA meeting. Oh. I get out of rehab. Four what does the second A stand for? What? What does the second A stand for? What do you mean? Anonymous, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> we I do that all the time. Hey, what you got to do? Yeah. I, whatever. Are you right? I shouldn't have done that. No, Mark it's okay. C. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this I is bring, great stuff. This is gold. <laughs> I bring, I, I'm at a meeting. I get out of 14 months in rehab. I go, what do I do? The guy goes, go to a meeting too far away from your house that you can't get a ride. Get a ride there. Don't get a ride back. So you'll have to ask somebody. Wow. So I go all the way up to the, the hospital up in Stoneham. My word. I have my stepdad, Larry, God rest his soul, passed away. Yeah. He drives me up to you. How are you going to get back? I'll get a ride. Wow. He's like, how? I go, I don't know. Dude, I'm shitting my pants. I'm sitting at the door as people are coming in. Kid walks in. I, I go, hey, can I get a ride? He goes, no. I fucking hate this kid. I hate him to this day. If I see him, I'll go, fuck you. Wow. I said no. Mark Caesar comes in. Rip shirt, fucking chains, yeah. rock and roll hair, flipping. Yeah. I go, hey, can I get a ride? He looked me up. He goes, yeah, man. After the show. Walks over to the piano, starts playing because he's, a, you know, Berkeley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chicks. Just smoking oh, hot. Oh, wow. Still shaking AA chicks. Yeah, that's Caesar. I was like, oh, my God. Took me to Bickford's that night oh. until two in the morning. It, let's explain Bickford's. Bickford's yes. is oh. was IHOP of a certain area <laughs> for a certain amount of time, and it was it was always packed with people who were in bands, but also theater kids AA. And, and AA. Exactly. Yeah, and twenty four hours. Yeah, twenty four hours, and they had this thing called I think it was called the Baked Apple or the Big Apple or something the like that. The Big Apple. The Big Apple. And they had the Little Apple for pussies, <laughs> but they had the Big Apple, which was a Dutch. Pancake yeah. with apples yes. and the butter. They yeah. would just drop oh, yeah. a stick of butter on the top. 4,000 calories probably. I mean, uh, uh, plus maple syrup. Oh, uh, plus maple syrup. Dude, 
the Big Apple. And it's, oh, there it is right there. Oh, oh my God. Eat all we wanted back then. All we wanted. And not bro. worry. It was so good. And you'd, yeah. wait, you'd wait 20 or 30 minutes for that Big Apple. Oh, because it, it was jamming. busy. It was busy there, man. He took me there that night, and that wow. he's still my friend to this day. Yeah. Help me get sober. He's a really nice guy, and he was friends with, with Leo and Catazone, yeah. right? Yeah. I just saw Leo. Wow. I ran into him in front of Sirius. He's, he's working. He has a, he has a uh, studio in L.A. Wow. Yeah, he's a real producer. He's he has a, a great guy. Those guys were great, prodigy. generous, kind Toured with Nick, guys. Uh, Stevie Nicks when he was like 16. Wow. That's how good he was. My word. But I remember, but so down to earth and approach. I love yeah, those very, guys because it's Italian. The Italian, those guys are down to earth guys. Ah, uh, there's some Italians that that aren't as nice as Leo. That's true. I I was thought you were gonna go with me on that, but you're right. There's some <laughs> assholes out there. Yeah, <laughs> there's some garbage people. <laughs> I uh, dude, I go into the thing with Mark Caesar nightclub. I look over. Pete Kelly's with a smoker. <laughs> Pete Kelly was a smoker. Was a was a. Uh, tr- What's the word? I wouldn't say coxman, but because I don't. He was a coxman. Yeah, he was a coxman. All right. 100% coxman. Yeah. Good word. Classical. Yeah. I look over. He's, he has his hair across his face, smoking hot blonde. Yeah. I walk up. I go, so hey. Much confidence. I go, I want to work with you. He goes, yeah, man, fill out the form. You know, really cool. I go, no. I go, I want to work with you. I don't want to work with anybody else. I want to work with you. How do I work with you? Yeah. He goes, all right, call me. Gave me his number. I had to write it down on a piece of paper. I had to use my phone. I got a thing I do. He put me into the Harrison Project. The at Harrison his house. Project, yes. I remember he, that. He, he handpicked the students. Yeah. Dude, he, he's the one who taught me how to act. But also, regarding the fact that, that Peter did well with the, with the women, game no game. So he probably sensed that of you as, as well, right? That, that this was, a, this was a cool, another cool man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I fucked a lot of those people in that. <laughs> Dude, I had sex with No, I remember, I remember going to see, two, was it three dogs and a bone or two dogs? Two and dogs a and a bone. There's a number of dogs plus a bone. It was two dogs and, and one bone. And, yeah, and, 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 uh, man, uh, that, that bone was going around that cast. <laughs> Bob Kelly's bone was, was making its way through that, through that cast. As, as I recall, there wasn't a member of the cast, and I'm including cast, I'm talking production, I'm talking the person who, who has the, the clipboard <laughs> and says things such as, five minutes, five minutes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you, five, Sweet. and then uh, yes, places. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that big girl. Yeah. I remember the last night, this is so funny, the last night, I was getting changed in my dressing room, and I'm naked, and I look over. She's in the darkness behind oh, the stage, man. looking at me like this. And I went, hey. She went, you want to ride home? <laughs> I went, yeah, why not? I, I, I drove home. We fooled around in my driveway. God love you. Yeah, it was a great time. Back then, dude, I, I, I mean, a different time, dude. Yeah. The 80s and 90s. Yeah. I no, mean, but no matter what time I feel like you were living in, you would have made the most of it. Yeah, I don't think I would survive. Time, I don't think time. I would survive these times. You would adjust. You're you're a thoughtful person who yeah. is is not a, a an asshole. I was a romantic. And, yeah, I like, you were romantic, and you and you you went on dates. Yep. And you and you would occasionally fall in love. Yep. And yeah, you're you're not garbage, man. No, I I did. Every girl I was with, I liked. Yeah. I was like a Brazilian prostitute. <laughs> I didn't just sleep with men. I had to like you. Yes, I got paid. I didn't know that about Brazil. 
actually impressed. Dude, I, I remember, <laughs> you know, to like you. I mean, back in the day, when I would have girls, because I didn't, you know, I didn't have anybody. Yeah. You know, I didn't have anybody to right. take care of me. Yeah. And I remember I'd meet girls and they would, like, you know, even my wife now, Dawn, when I first met her, she was the best. She would take care of me. She would, like, yeah. I didn't have money to go to dinner. Like, she'd be like, I want to go, like, the Applebee's. I'd be like, right. I couldn't afford it. Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it, what we were able to get out of having absolutely no money, what we were able to do with our lives is, is really something else. Because I, I just remember I would need a shirt or jeans for a date, and I would be like, all right, I'll wear these, but I'm not taking off the tags, and I'll have to return them tomorrow. Really? Yeah, I would do things like that, or, or I had my work clothes on, and we got a gig last minute. Yeah, and and I couldn't wear the work clothes. They smelled and everything. I was all sweaty. Yeah, and food on them. And so I would I would go to the Macy's or Lord and Taylor or whatever was was open and, and get an outfit and then take really good care of it and return it the next day because I couldn't I couldn't afford to to keep it and stuff. It's crazy. We, time. Yeah, we were barely we were not even breaking even from stand up comedy. We had a number of of side hustles and and I remember you used to put people to sleep at a, you would you would do an overnight at a at a halfway house yeah. or something like that I would, yeah. yeah i would kill i would kill uh i would kill kids yes who were bad yeah put them to sleep <laughs> and mentally retarded kids i would put them to sleep yeah i would kill them yeah i, I didn't talk about that really because you know but i think the statute of limitation i can talk about it now yeah the statute no. of limitation i had of five murder. jobs i th- yeah. how many jobs i had i had yeah la familia Giorgio's yep. waiting tables yeah i worked I, uh, sundays i delivered flowers Wow, I didn't know about the flowers. In Revere. Wow. I, I used to drive around, smoke a cigar, and deliver flowers. Uh, I worked at the overnights at the juvenile hall. Yep. Uh, I, and I lived with the mentally... I don't challenged. Know, challenged. Disabled. Disabled. Yeah. Uh, uh, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's where I lived. Yeah. I had all these jobs, and then I would do comedy. Yeah. And it was all to do stand-up. Yes. Because it was all from 4 o'clock... To twelve o'clock, every night yeah. was free. Yeah, that's the only time I needed free. Right, I could do shit all those other times to compensate. My rent was one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh my! Word. I lived on Shirley Ave on the yeah. top floor of Maria Falzon's Maria Falzon's apartment building. Yeah, where yeah. were you? Where was I? Where were you living? Like, oh, uh, the, partially I was living in in Brighton with some friends from college, and then also I was living at home a lot. Right, and. Yeah, and but we we spent a lot of time together at at work at La Familia Giorgio's. I remember that, and then hanging out at at clubs. That's the thing that doesn't exist anymore. It seems like maybe it does elsewhere, but you would just we would just hang out, hoping to get five minutes from Rich Seisler or or Kevin Knox or or Paul D'Angelo or something like that. And and that was our that was our night. And and if we didn't get on, we, we still got to hang around with the, each other and, and see a lot of really good comedy. It was a it was a really interesting time. It did you know, back in the day, that's what you did. Like even yeah. in New York at the Boston, you would hang out. Oh, okay. You would hang out. Yeah. And that hang is gone. Right. You get past or you don't. Yeah. There's no comics yeah. hanging out. Yeah. Because that's not the way you do it anymore. Right. There wasn't a, hey, you hang out, give tickets away, or you get people to come in and you'll get a spot. Yeah. There was none of that shit. Right. You had to hang out at the club. Yeah. Hope somebody didn't show. Right. Or hope that, like you said, somebody took a liking to you. Yeah. And said, hey, you want to go up. Yes. And then you went up, and if you did good, 
you get to come back. Right. If you did bad, you had to wait six months. <laughs> right? Yeah, there was a there was a meritocracy to it in, in in many ways. There was also there was also I had a good friend, Paul D'Angelo, who would put me up on any show he did, and I didn't I often didn't deserve it, but right. I I did I did I did jump the line by being able to work for yeah, but you were put out of the gate, nah. buddy. I was there. Okay, I was there. All right, and we were, we were all good out of the gate. Yeah, we were. Pretty Billy good. was good. Billy Patrice was good. Was yeah. good. Dane yeah. was good. Yeah, I was good. Yeah, Al, Al was good. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Al. I'll tell you what about Al Delbeni. I'll tell you. Out of all of us, he may have been the most naturally funny. The most naturally funny. Charismatic, yeah, and acting, yeah, unbelievable. He's a great actor, and 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 so handsome. But he just didn't give a fuck. No, no. You know what I mean? I mean that part of the reason why he was so good was that he didn't give a fuck. Yep. But also, the not giving a fuck means you don't really push for for what you want. Yeah, and then I remember he moved to New York. Yeah, but he moved to Queens. Right. But way the fuck out there. So like, yeah. when you were home, you were home. Right. I was like, right. dude, get in the city. And I remember I got him. Finally, got him into the cellar to get a to get an audition. Oh wow! And I remember Estee was like, "Oh, you're wearing a toupee," and he was like, "What?" And I and I was like, "Oh, that was sucky." I you didn't know, know he wore a toupee. He didn't. Oh, she was just fucking with him. Oh, jeez, Louise. Oh, of course, he was so sensitive. Yeah, he was as sensitive as. But any he was about. always a he was a girlfriend guy. Yes. Always had never yes. not had a girl. Yes. Always had a chick. Yeah, a long term girlfriend. I remember the first time I met him, he was dating a woman. We were twenty three, maybe. He was yeah. dating a woman in her in her thirties when that might as well have been your mom. And, and and he moved to Derry. Wow. To be with her. Wow. And then Just, when he when he moved here, he got another he met a he moved in with a girl there. Yeah, Martha. Her. Martha yeah. moved here with her. Yeah. And then she wasn't old, but she had an old woman's name. And a face. <laughs> and hands. Stop. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I, she's, she, was she, was she, was she was very pretty. She was very pretty. She was very pretty. Yeah. Her hand on my shoulder once. What if you invented this now? <laughs> the, the Rodney. <laughs> I mean, that would be would it, would it take off? Would people be like, what the fuck? I bet it would. I bet it I, I think hope comedy's it coming full circle. Oh. Uh, I've heard people are telling joke jokes on stage frequently. It's Have you heard about that? Oh, no. yeah. That, what do you mean? That's what um, Jesse Fox was telling me the other day on on a, a, an interview I was doing. He was saying I saw comedians just going up there and telling joke jokes into a microphone, and I was I was horrified. Did but you see a Jeremy Piven show? <laughs> No, I, there were a few guys in Boston who would go up there with with like joke jokes and yeah. and it was I mean it was that was the other good thing about starting off in Boston that, that there was kind of a there there was a an unofficial attitude of do whatever the fuck you want up there but be original, right? Yep. Yeah. Be you. Yeah, that was very helpful. Very silu everybody was silhouetted. Yeah. Like all even our thing we were we were all funny, but very different. Yes, with with similarities. Yeah, but I, you, what you did, what Dane did, what I did, yeah, what Patrice did, what Billy did, what Al did, what yeah, you know, we're all different. Yeah, in our ways. I feel like there's a lot of the same. 
Well, yeah. There's a lot of the same there's guy. There's photocopies of photocopies of... What is that from? Because it, I think... is it. My theory is that these guys, young kids, because remember, we've been doing this so long, they watch comedy. Yeah. They, we didn't have that ability. Yeah. We had to go on stage. Right. Right. We didn't have the ability were, to watch comedy. Exactly. We had to get up there and do it. Yeah. That's why we, we found our way. Yeah. These guys sit there and watch stand-up. Right. Clip after clip after clip on yeah. all these social media stuff. And they kind of find their voice through yeah. what they're watching. Right. But there's also a lot of people use that as training wheels and then they discard the training wheels. But a lot of these guys are getting such success so quickly. They never have to disregard the, the training wheels. They can just do a version of this guy for their entire careers. It goes or, back to that. Do you want to be famous or funny? Yeah. You want to be. You want to be a good yeah. actor. You want to be famous. Yeah. And a and lot of guys. A lot we of were a class that. of people who wanted to be respected by comedians and and each other. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. I, I, just the just the idea of of hack court always makes me think there should be there should be a a, a legitimate official hack court now. Right. To to keep people from biting each other so there's too hard. many shows, too many too clubs. Many there's yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. There's too many yeah. ways to watch stand up now. You don't yeah. even need to be at right. a live. You can yeah. be famous yeah. without ever doing a live show. <laughs> I know. I mean, there's comics that are doing shows. Yeah. In a r empty room. Yeah. And adding the laughter. Wow. And fooling people online Oof. and getting thousand. I mean, my word. It's it's a. You know what it became? Comedy. Was a dirty, <laughs> fucked up job. Like yeah. nobody wanted yeah. it. It was when a we were subculture, getting, we were like, a subculture of rejects, misfits, and and yeah. And now it's just like getting a job yeah. at Best Buy. Totally, it's, it's dentistry. You, you can yeah, you can make good money. Yep. And you're you're a foot doctor or a dentist. It's yeah. the same thing. Yep. And Man. that's what sucks. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's a it's a bummer because that that fact that you you had to wade through the muck yeah. and mire of the Boston comedy scene yeah. kept a lot of upstanding people out of it <laughs> a lot of people with with really good degrees it it fucking it filtered <laughs> the bad <laughs> dr dan who's that he's a dentist comedian oh jesus oh, christ my word i mean dentistry is there a ugh it's organized crime is it I think so. They what, don't. They won't take any insurance. They take my insurance. Your dentist takes your insurance yeah. full, hundred percent. What I, insurance? I do do you, a copay, like fifty bucks. Really? Yeah. For more than a cleaning. Sag. For more than a cleaning. Sag. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Thank you. Wait a second. If I don't. They know. have to do any actual work, oh, fillings or, a, or yeah, root get, canals. Yeah, that's yeah. Out of pocket. The, yeah. yeah. The 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 cleaning is just a loss leader. In which they find thousands of dollars of work they can they can bilk you out of. I don't. Every other doctor takes insurance, but dentist. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I just go for and, then, and a lot of them won't take Medicare or Medicaid. It's yeah, it's a racket, man. Really? Yeah, I'm good friends with my, my dentist. My my mom. <laughs> I'm gonna used cut to him have off. to go. My mom. No, if he's doing right by you, but my mom used to have to go to the. Tufts School of Dentistry, the Tufts University School of Dentistry. Downtown Boston. Have, yeah, to have these these uh, twenty three year olds muck around in her mouth, yeah. and it took months and months, and she was in constant pain. It was a nightmare. I had to do that when my insurance, my SAG thing ran out, and I yeah. had to get other insurance that wasn't good. Yeah, I had to go to this place in fucking New Rochelle, Oof. next to a Staples. <laughs> 
and he, this guy was like from uh, strip mall dentistry. Yeah, he was from like Syria yeah. or like some like the top of Africa somewhere, and he was just. I mean, uh, no, he was like scraping, digging, and then I was like, ah! He's like, yeah. you got it. Wow. And then he goes, he tapped me, he goes, you're done. I wow. go, well, I hurt. He goes, you're done. You're good. And My I was like, word. fuck me, dude. Yeah. 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 I'm That's so- just the tip of the iceberg with that business. I love that. I love the, the guy in Rochester, though. He's a really nice guy. What guy the in man Rochester? who owns the Rochester Comedy Club, the Carlson. Okay. He's yeah. a great dentist. Great and, guy. And I don't want to say his name wrong, so I'm not going to say it. But he's a great guy, and he's very generous with comedians in terms is of he? doing dentistry and, and things like that. He's a, he's a really kind, thoughtful Him and his man. wife. And, and, and his wife is a dentist, and they're lovely, and they're vegans. I adore them. I'm actually playing there this week. Oh, nice. A yeah. nice plug. Nice, a well, nice it's a late plug because this doesn't come out till after I'm oh, okay. there. But All we right. have a live audience watching right now. Oh, okay. So maybe you guys will you know, you guys pass should, on the word. You guys should go because it's a great room to see a great comedian, one of the all-timers. You, you know that's where I last... Drank in Rochester, New York. I didn't know that. The first time playing that club, he was driving me around and I was like, This looks familiar. And I go, Can you please? And I Googled this farm that I used to work on. Oh, that's right. That farm is right near the club. And I used to work there. He brought me to the farm and I walked around. I'm like, Dude, this is where I, this is the last job I had when I drank. Wow. And we went to the store where I stole the gumball machines. (laughs) Last time I got arrested. The store was still open. We went by the house where I got a shotgun to my head by the cops. That is yeah. ridiculous. You were that, unarmed, but they felt you needed a shotgun? That's what I said. He goes, if you move, shoot him. I go, it was gum. Yeah. Yeah, they, well, dude, those small town cops. Really? Yeah, it was, I went to all those places. Way out of proportion. <laughs> it was way out of proportion. For gumball. Yeah, it wasn't a really badass thing to be arrested for, too. Rochester jail, worst jail I've ever been in. Do you know I had a gumball machine in my house from a, it must have been from a grocery store, but my mother's twin brother, Uncle Norman, was able Uncle to Normie? get. Uncle Normie? Yeah. He was able to get things like that because of his, his job. What was his job? He was a criminal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, he was a, no, he hey. really was. He was a burglar. Hey. And so we would have, one winter we had a pinball machine in our kitchen, like a legit pinball machine from an not from an arcade but like a sub shop level of pinball yeah. machine in our in our and it was the old version where you where it rolled over it didn't have digital or anything like that it was it was pretty awesome but we were like poor people we could barely afford heat <laughs> and we had a pinball machine <laughs> from, from from Uncle Norman from Uncle Norman yeah he was like a he was a fence so sometimes he would really? have yeah he would have stolen merchandise that he didn't have room for so we just leave it at my mother's house <laughs> that's hilarious and then so some days we'd have a great TV and then the other days we would not have a great TV but he usually made good on our on our TV so he'd bring situation a, he'd bring a TV in and they'd be like I gotta take this yeah and then replace yeah, it with the because he, he had sold it so funny I remember yeah. hey, dude I'm when we lived in an apartment, my mother divorced the bad stepfather. We lived yeah. in a two-bedroom, and she made the living room, the TV room, her bedroom. I remember she had a sleep, like she had a mattress on the floor. My mom. Ugh. And she worked seven days a week. Ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, I remember the, we grew the up. The single mother is this saint of, of, I, of the community. It's such a Boston thing. Al had a single mom. Yeah. Dane, Dane had a single yep, mother. Yeah. You had a single mom. Yeah. Patrice had, Patrice a, single had mom. a single mom. Billy yeah. didn't. 
Really? No, but he didn't That's have why a great. He never, he never. He never seemed like he didn't have a single parent because I think his parents didn't get along. Maybe I don't know. Billy had a rough life too. Yeah, but Boston. I remember him having this story where his fa- he overheard his father yelling that he hadn't gotten any sex in a while. Oh, really? <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. I never, I never knew that real parents argued over sex. Dude, I remember walking in. Oh, <laughs> ever walking in your mom having sex? No, I no. Dude. My mother never dated after she and my father divorced. No, so there was never that, never that possibility. Oh, my, I, I my slut mom didn't do that. Oh God, oh, love she, her. She remarried that guy. I remember I walked in on them, the bad oh, guy. Oh, my word. I can't get it out of my head. No, of course not. It was not. the worst. That explains everything. She didn't want it either. I think, oh. he, was, I think he was assaulting her. Oh, Jesus. I'm and sorry. I, I know. It's terrible. I remember I was, I was, I think, in sixth grade. Wow. No, maybe fifth. Ugh. And I remember walking in. I call, I had to call my Uncle Tommy. He came over. Had wow. a break. Dude, it was... I'm... You know, I was, you, you watch all these things on Instagram and, and social media where you have trauma as a kid. If yeah. I got them, I every, oh, yeah. every time I got them no, all. Of course. of course, I got them all. Of course. And and this is the weird thing is is that we were brought up to not even deal with it. Yeah. You know, fuck you. Ignore get over it. it and, ignore yeah. it. Yeah. And that was so long ago. That was so long ago. It's okay. It's still there. I still think about it frequently. Yes. Yeah. And I wonder why. You wonder why these things happen now. Why I catastrophize. Totally. Why uh, I'll take something good and, and make it bad. Yeah. It's because good things became bad. Yeah. We're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, because I was having fun, and then I was getting beat up yeah. by some dude that my mom liked. Oh, my word. You know, and you see. Yeah. So, and that but, she, but here's the other connection we have that I don't know, maybe people are aware of this, is that we, we share a therapist who has added so much to our lives. I mean, I... I I think about him as as sort of a, a a guardian angel that we were able to 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 get to at the right time in life too when we need to make big decisions. It bothers me because you know some people go you know oh that guy the comic oh fuck that dude yeah you don't you didn't try I went to him it didn't no you didn't do it right in my brain yeah. if you went to Alan and you had a problem with him. It's because you're fucking, you didn't do it. Yeah. You weren't yeah. really trying to do therapy. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, he calls me a lifer. <laughs> Are you a lifer? Yeah, of course. But the idea of being cured from this thing is, is the wrong approach to, to analyze it from. I think the, the more accurate thing is this is just like lifting weights or going for runs or whatever, but for our brains and for our, our well-being and our, and our outlook. I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a much happier, better person because of this exercise I do once a week on Tuesday from 1.30 to 2.15 frequently uh, right after you get out at 1.30. My favorite. Yeah. My calm and hug. <laughs> when I got out, of, when I got out, of Alan and you're yeah. there, and I get the oh, calm yeah. and hug. It's a, yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the thing that I've learned in the last year is acceptance. Oh my gosh, Accepting. he's been telling me about acceptance for uh, since 2006, and it's only occurred to me as the pretty much the only thing I needed to learn, but it took me 16 years to figure it out. And not just acceptance of yourself, but the people we love in our, in our lives. Yeah. It's so, it's so valuable, yeah. but, but not easy. 
No, it's not easy, and it's also the fact that I'll have a good day. I'm never going to have... I, I thought that going to therapy, going to meetings or whatever, yeah. there's going to be a point where I'm just going to be good. Yeah. I just go through every day is going to be the shit for the next 20 years until I'm dead. <laughs> it's not that. No. You have this great day, and you got it all. You worked out. You went to Allen. You feel great. You helped somebody else out. Your wife and your kid, you feel loved. And the next day... You wake up and somebody says something to you. Yep. Somebody does something. Yeah. And you feel like shit and it, bought, yeah. it beats you. And it, it's, yeah. it's directly related to something back in the day. Yep. You know, I had something last week. I had a great, dude, a great time. Great. I had a great time. Went to Skank Fest. Okay. And I, I, you know, it has this reputation of being this fucking, it's <laughs> not. It's like everybody's there. Yeah. Women. Gays, trans, uh, fucking uh, black, white, everybody's there. And everybody's doing shows. And everybody's hanging out. And the fans have such a bad reputation. They're the nicest people in the world. They literally go, I'm such a big fan. Can I have a photo? <laughs> you feel like a right. rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every show yeah. is packed wow. with fans yeah. that know you. Yeah. And when you come out, I mean, the Bobby. Bob, I mean, oh, wow. I can't. Dude, I was on a panel where three of the four people admitted to just being with trans women. And we're talking macho guys. Interesting. But yeah, it was, yeah. I'm like, fuck it, this is the greatest festival ever. <laughs> we're the most progressive festival ever. Right, right. Like, you know, other festivals jam trans people on shows to look good. Wait, you guys are sleeping with trans. You guys, you're admitting this is great. Greatest week ever. Had, went hiking in the fucking desert with Ari. Oh, wow. In the desert. Dude, worked out every day, did the shows, canceled some shows because I was doing a little too much, right? Interesting. Dude, such a good time. Yeah. And then on the way home, somebody did something to me. Oh. A friend did something to me that fucking kind of made me just crushed. Yeah. And I couldn't let it go. Yeah. I, it's, and I, I went to like Buddha stuff and one of the guys was like, it's like holding a hot coal. <laughs> coal, if it burns, put it down. Wow. It won't burn. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put it down. I can't. I had to call that person, and that person didn't give me the response I wanted. They blamed me. Uh, and I was like, eh. And I wow. talked to Alan. It's like, dude, accept your friends. Yep. That, that's You know yeah. that was going to happen. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I yet, and yet we're surprised so frequently, but we know exactly... I feel like it's 50 first dates. <laughs> I wake up every day and I go, hi. Yeah. And someone has to put in front of me, yeah. dude, yeah. do this. Yeah. Pray. Yeah. Meditate. Call somebody. Yeah. Work out. Eat yeah. right. Think about something you're grateful for. Yes. You Every day, because I forget. Yeah. You, you, once, you're, once you're in that place where you're grateful... Yeah. And and feeling good and looking forward to days, yeah. Con, um, consistently, you have to be vigilant because the the other side is so sneaky in trying to. It's it, I've heard it said about about booze and drugs, mm. but it's also the same thing with depressive thinking and yeah. and and negative thinking. You really have to be vigilant because you think it's just oh one day off from from not eating right, one day off from not from not. But that, that second day is much easier to to skip a workout or to skip being with friends or or 
or going to Allen. Oh, I don't need a Allen in, in this week. I, I'd rather not go in. And it's just. I did it last week. We went up. It's country. Wednesday night. Um, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Didn't work out. We kind of ate, whatever. And I'm on vacation. I'm with the family. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Came back this morning. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm fucked. I need to go. I got all. I got to go back on smoothies in the morning. I don't want any more, more shit. Yeah. I, and I'm. I got to go work out right now. I haven't worked out. Yeah. And if I don't work out now because I lost the weight and yeah. I work out now, if I don't work out, my brain gets depressed. Yes. This morning, depressed. Yes. Paralyzation. Yep. It fucking paralyzes me. Yeah. Where I'll do this. I'll go on the road and I'll sit in a hotel room like this. Yeah. Watching TV or being on my dumb phone. No, I know. I'll be home. I know. It it's it's Gary. It's fucking insidious. Yeah. And it sneaks up and you don't even know that the snake is wrapped around you. Totally. And you're like, oh my God. And then you have to break free of it, which is even harder. Because yep. a lot of times I gotta do it alone. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're on the when you're on the road. The road is is, man, it's tough. You people would say, oh, oh but you're away. You don't have as many responsibilities. But you're, it's it's lonely and it's easy to not do your routine that you have back at home that gets you gets you healthy. Dude, the road to me now. I gotta go. Like I said, I gotta go to Rochester. People, you know, and I have to. It's my brain. My brain will just look at it negative. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta leave. You know, you built this fucking house you no, love with know. a person you re I love my wife. I yeah, love yeah, my yeah. son. I love yeah. sitting on the couch. Yep, watching stupid yeah. things with Max and giggling yeah. and making. Uh, dude, he's so fun. And she's in the background. Yeah, you know, hanging no, out. That's exactly what you always wanted. Always. Yeah. Fucking want. I have the family I didn't have. Right. I got it. Yeah. But. And then I got to leave it. No, I know. But it's like, I got to change my way of thinking. Like, I get to go. I'll go make people laugh this weekend. I'll make yeah. some money. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm really starting to go, listen, if it's not this, I ain't going. Right. If it can't be here, yeah. I'm out. I want to do yeah. one show. Yeah. Let me go in that town and do, I don't want to do five. Yeah. I don't want to do four. Yeah. Let me do one. It's a lot. It's a, dude, we've done it for 30 fucking no, years, know. bro. I know. We've been, we're road dogs. Yep. Totally. But you've done something that I I felt like I was almost there. But you've done something that you went you went and started writing these pieces of comedy, right? Yeah. About something. Oh yeah. And and then you started playing theaters. And you're not in the clubs as much. Right. And you're coming and you're doing, and I, I've always wanted to kind of go there and do that. But, and me and you, like, I don't know if people know, we were writing this thing together. Yeah. Um, the final fat. Right. And then the COVID hit. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, blew it up. I mean, we, we were, I mean, dude, it was right there. No, I know. Like, we but had it, like, it's 30 not going to go away. So, well, it's a different thing now. Yeah. Because I got that surgery. Right. I was fat when we were writing it. Right, but still nobody is doing anything like that. And and that's why it, 
that's why it's still viable. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm still trying to yeah. work it over there. I'm back into it now because what happened was, you know, Louie was like, dude, I want to shoot your special. No, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he was like, I, I go, I'm doing this thing. I was, I don't want that. Right. I go, good. I got this whole other hour yeah. that we can do that has yeah. nothing to do with that. Yeah. And we did this other thing. Yeah. But I look at that special now, dude. I'm a, a fucking fat piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, dude. Right. 350. Wow. Wow. I was heavier than the defensive lineman for the Pats. Yeah. They're 286, 290. Yeah. Six something. Right, but it's it's an addiction. It's one of the fucking worst. Yeah. And it yeah. still got me, dude. No, it I know. It still fucking got me. Yeah. We went out to dinner for my birthday. I they, I wound up dumping. That's when you, like, I eat too much. I can't, my stomach. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Dude, look yeah. at this. Look at this. That's, that was me a year ago. Uh, look at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right, don't zoom in on my no, neck. These fucking autistic assholes. <laughs> I mean, just pieces of shit. It's the worst having comics produce your thing. Because they're like, yeah, let me zoom in on your fucking triple neck. <laughs> fucking asshole. But you, you, you wound up changing the game for you, which I love that you did. And you found your fans. And yeah. you, you gave them something. And now you're, you wrote this book oh, yeah, yeah. that is out. Right. Yes. Is this, is this an? And I heard you just did an hour, another hour. I I shot a special in in June that's coming out on on Max on uh, December twenty first. What is it about? Uh, is it just jokes or is it is it? No, a it's about it's about it's called Born on Third Base and it's about um, uh, my experience. Playing with the chicks' tits? No, my my uh, <laughs> no third base is is down the pants. Oh that would be, shit! That would be second base. So it's about finger fucking. <laughs> Imagine, imagine that's it. Yeah, that's the. That's if your whole special was about the, yeah, yeah, what you yeah, want to yeah. do is a come yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never use your pinky in a pussy. It's funny because in the book I talk about um, finding out what the bases were. Right. From this kid in the neighborhood, he had a paper route, yeah. and and I was just horrified. <laughs> Because I'd never kissed a girl, and this guy's like, uh, and then third base, and he just made the motion of going down the pants, and I, I remember just being like, oh no, I, 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 I'm, I'm horrified by this. I, I get really anxious around, around girls and everything like that. If somebody had told me on that day that someday you'll, you'll have a wife and she'll walk by you and she'll be completely naked, and, and the thing you will be thinking is, uh, don't interrupt this game. It's, it's. It's really something how we we grow out of that. But Dude, the bases, the bases, the bases though, were. were I, f I'm, I feel like they were a great. It was a great it, for me, and I and whenever that was invented, the fifties, probably thirties. Yeah, yeah, 50s, yeah, yeah. Because it's baseball, right? Some dude, yeah. trying to teach his son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Boundaries, right? Listen, you kiss. Yeah. See where that goes. Right. If she's still into it, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. That 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 it was about going around the the it's about bases. Yeah, it's like go to first. Yeah, and if you see her going like this, yeah. <laughs> you can run to second, yeah. right? Yeah, and if if there's no ball yeah, on yeah. the ball, you get into third. Yeah, and if you get to third, go home, home. Yeah, totally. You know? So it's like this. Yeah, this thing that. Yeah, you used with girls. 
right. to know that, hey, I'm kissing you right now. Yeah. And then you would touch your boobs a little bit. Yeah. If she would, yeah. a lot of times, take your hand. Cop a feel. You yeah. would let them yeah. take the breasts out. Right. And you were like, oh, God. She would. Yeah. And then, you know, you would try to go down. And if she was like, oh, my God. And that's the point. Where she, most of the time. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, and then yeah, you'd yeah. be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mean, look at I'm using the bases to teach Max. Okay. Boundaries. Right. You're like, listen. Right. You, you know, no. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're going to feel fucking. Yeah. You're going to be like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's a yeah. more. If you have good morals and you were raised right. Yeah. When they go no and you're like, oh, God. That feeling of fuck. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. you then you start kissing again. <laughs> I remember one time I left her. I was like, I can't do this. Why? Cause I can't. Cause you get the blue balls. Sure. Girls used to love doing that. Oh, sure. But here's here's uh, because you you did such a good job at describing the the baseball aspect of it. Yeah. There's this thing where a pitcher will throw over to first base if there's a runner on first, right? Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. And and that's almost like I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep kissing, and maybe I'll be able to get second. That's like the the, the, the she's throwing. A, she keeps throwing over there, yeah. but every once in a while, maybe she won't. She won't throw over this time, yeah. and I'll I'll be able to get second. But oh, so we were talking about why it's called born on third base. It, it's because I I grew up. We were we were. It's all stories of of how poor we were and comparing it to what wealth is now. It's it's funnier than it sounds. What do you mean? Like, but it's about the it's it's about the financial inequality and and being on welfare and what that meant and that we weren't takers, we were just up against it and we weren't getting that much, and and being on free lunch and and food stamps and all that the the experience and the the it was it was humiliating but also it made us feel like we were gritty and 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 we would we would take solace in that we were we were tougher than the rich kids, which yeah. probably isn't isn't always true in some cases it's true but also we we suffered too in we have anxiety about money i'm sure anybody who grew up that way we have anxiety about money to this day and and everything is is about working hard when there comes a time when probably we won't have to work so hard but we we're we're instilled with this fear yeah i i mean one of the biggest things that i had to overcome living with a girl yeah, is having a joint bank account. Oh my word! Right? Because I was like, you don't understand how I do my money. Yeah, you can't just, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. was terrified of money. Yeah, I was terrified of money, and then there was a point where I was like, I, I know I can provide. Right. I'm not gonna have. I might not have what that guy has. Yeah. Fuck you, money. Yeah. Right. We got a bunch of people yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. jerking you off, <laughs> laughing at your shit. Yeah. But I, I can roof. I remember when I was a kid, it was about a roof. Yeah. Food. Yeah. And it was shelter, food. Yeah. And 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 values like oh know, yeah, totally. Yeah. It was that that was the American dream. Yep. Like thirteen of us lived in a three bedroom in Medford. Wow. But nobody it wasn't like a bed it was just yeah, that was the Donlands. Wow. They lived there. That's what you did. Yeah. My grandfather, Catholic, had sex with my, my grandmother eight times. <laughs> Nine times. One of them died. Wow. And they, you keep them. Wow. You can't just get rid of them. You can't be like, I have a career. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. my mother had me and my sister. We all lived there. Wow. And but I, I, it was the happiest time of my yeah. life. You never I don't, felt more loved. Dude, yeah. 
I never, it was just, it wasn't, my uncles lived in the basement, musty basement. My, my uncle Tommy lived in the sun porch, freezing in the winter. Yeah. We lived in, my uncle Sean and my uncle David and my mother and me and my sister on the floor next to the weight bench. Yeah. In their room. It yeah. was, um. My, my favorite author, I brought him up with you a lot is Kurt Vonnegut and he always talks about in a lot of his books the importance and the value of an extended family mm. and he said when couples are arguing it's usually because he's saying when they're yelling they're yelling you're not enough people for me you're not you're not providing enough different interests and ideas and conversation and love and support as as we used to get and and i mean that that I, that makes a lot of sense to me because one of the one of my favorite times growing up was when my we didn't have there were certain rooms in our house that just didn't get hot in the win or warm in the winter. Yeah. So we would, my brothers and I would huddle in this one room <laughs> where, it, where it was better heat, and I would sleep on the floor in between these two twin beds. And, and my, my father put an end to it. He says, my son's not going to sleep on the floor. <laughs> but but I, I talk about it in the, in the book, and I'm not just trying to plug the book, no, but it, this really meant something to me. We would stay up so late shooting the shit. They were much older than me, but we would laugh, and, and it's one of my great memories of my life, and if, and if we had all had our own room, that never would have yeah. happened, and, and you, you miss out on that. So I remember my uncle, Sean, when, uh, you know, literally, we were next to a weight bench, a full-size mattress, my mother, my sister, and me, wow. and I remember I would wake up all the time, my uncle Sean, who had the paper route, always had a job. <laughs> wow. He would. I would always wake up to like a Twinkie or oh, something. Man. I would always wake up to that little... Wake up to love. And, and it would be next to me on the thing. And I remember that to this day. And I remember taking a... Let's go take a walk. And we'd walk up the street. And I, I mean, all five of my uncles, I was like their little mascot. Yes, that's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was with my brothers. They were ten and thirteen years <laughs> older than me. They would take me all over the place to their games and out with their friends and to the mall and everything like that. And I, I just, I remember this one time. I was, I was, uh, my grandmother was staying there, and so she had, <laughs> she had her own room, and uh, I went into that room because it was also my room. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> my mother said, "Oh, old people, they don't shut the door." Anyhow. Nana's boobs. I don't know. You've you've talked about grandparent boobs. They, they it was. No, I've it was. Never, a, I don't never. I, I don't know. I, mean, I remember you had a you had a Cut you that. had a you had a joke. You had a joke about maybe it was maybe it was that you had pictured your grandmother and grandfather having sex, and you said, "I don't like broccoli." <laughs> I didn't like broccoli growing up, but now I like it. Am I gonna like having sex with as an old person? And then um, I would take the tit and swing it over. Swing my it over your shoulder. You said, "What do you do? You huck it around the room," and the, and the, and it that always made me. Yeah, it always made me think of my grandmother because it was. It didn't so much fall out of her. It like unfurled. It was like it was like a uh, uh, the, the the it had the 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 sort of the length and 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 circumference of 
the snake that popped out of the can of peanuts. You know that? Oh, yeah. Remember that thing? So, so that that happened. And I remember telling my brothers the story, and then I wrote a rhyme about it and, and everything. And we were laughing. You wrote a rap? Go, yeah. We, we Well, it wasn't really a rap. It was this song. I was walking down the hall one day, going to go to my room to play. When I turned around the door, I saw her boobs upon the floor and decided I should run away. And and we, uh, we, yes. we, we did this laugh. Like, you know that laugh? We've had this many times on the road together yeah. where you're like, stop, because I'm in pain yeah. and, I, and I may have a stroke. Right. And that was the laugh we were doing. And I will never, I will never forget it as long as I, and my mother would, would overhear the laughter and come in and, and start. And I'd tell the story and she'd, she'd make excuses, but also she was laughing. Uh. Oh, man, that, that, those were, were some of the best times of my life. Yeah, I remember it, dude. It was, uh, you know, and, and people, I was, t- I, 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 I didn't realize this until recently that Boston was like white slums. Oh, yeah. Working class people lived Working in, in, the, class yeah, in these people neighborhoods. Yeah. We were just no money. Yeah. People had jobs. Yep. <clears throat> you, the weird thing was that you didn't have to have a lot of money to own a house. Back then, no. Yeah. Because houses were shit. Yeah, my, my, our house cost like $17,000 or something like that. And with the GI Bill that my father was a World War II vet, so yeah. we were able to get a... We were able to get a home, and we were, but we were broke. Yeah, my my, grandmother, my grandmother's parents' house, my my grandparents' house, thirteen thousand dollars. Wow. Eight eight, no, not eight. Uh, Twelve people lived in it. Yeah, and you, you were able to get a fair mortgage. And he had a backyard yeah. with a garden. That yep. He had every roses, food, front yard, same thing. He did. He gardened. He had a uh, one car. Grandmother never drove. What was your grandfather's name? Joe Donlin. Okay. Worked for the ATF as a tax guy back wow. in the day. Went to World War II vet. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, dude, just a man. Yeah. I mean, he smokes cigars and pipes in the house. Wow. He had his Archie Bunker chair. <laughs> My grandmother had her chair next to him. No way. 100%. What was her name? Uh, Mary Donlin. Mary Donlin. The best. Wow. Worked at the rectory during the day, making Amazing. extra money. Yeah. They didn't have money. I remember they didn't have money. They used... They had five boys, and I used to have to go to the store twice a day to get m- gallons of milk because they just drank milk. Yes, and they whole it, milk, whole milk. Yeah, from Johnny's Food Master. Wow, I know Johnny's Food and they, Master. And they used to have Quick, the powdered Quick. Yep. And uh, she had to change it to uh, for like six months. They didn't have money because the my she, my uh, they had a uh, milk guy for a while, and she ran the bill up. To like oh. eight hundred bucks, <gasps> my grandfather flipped out, made her get powdered milk. Wow, I remember that. Man, imagine how much eight hundred dollars was back then. Yeah, it was like twenty thousand dollars. Yes, back then. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the poor thing. I lo- I, I, oh, it's the, so sad. I remember he built this shelf in the corner of the kitchen next to the cabinets, uh-huh. and my grandmother just put shit on it. You know, little things. That she yeah, 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 yeah. And he would walk by it every time I was there. He'd walk, stop, he'd go. I built this. <laughs> now there's all this crap on it. <laughs> and then he would just walk. <laughs> I mean, the funniest guy ever. I remember I'm in the basement. I used to when I used to go back there, I used to stay in the basement where the TV was. His yeah. little TV room was. Yeah. And he'd go down and open the I'd see a silhouette and he'd come in, he'd pop in, and then you'd hear him mumbling. Oh, God, son of a bitch bastard. And I went out one time and I go, What who are you talking to, Pop? He goes, The only one who'll listen. <laughs> Um, and, and what would he watch? 
back then. Oh, PBS. Really? Dude, my wow. punishment, he would always... Joe Donlan was a thinker. Well, my sister and me, he would never punish her. He was very misogynistic. He didn't really talk to the girls. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, great guy, but yeah. very, you know, later in life. That's he, not misogyny. I think it's more chauvinism. Chauvinism. Yeah. Yes. No, he called call them bitches. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> Dumb, dumb broads. Uh, but he, um, he would always punish me, never punish my sister. So when we got into trouble, he would make me sit next to him and watch fucking TV. And his TV was the most boring. Sure. PBS, yeah. politics shows, but not like now where it's exciting. Right. And no. back then it was one old fucking white dude. The great uh, Boston Irish were, were yeah. a lot of self-educated and, and everybody back then was up on civics, man. <laughs> they knew about they knew about politics and everything like yeah. that. And they read the paper every day. Every day. They were they were really Remember the paper? Yes. I used to love the paper. Oh man, the paper was awesome. Go down, cup of coffee, the paper. <laughs> yes. And thumb through it. <laughs> yes. And you'd fought, I mean, it was the best. Oh, and the, and the, and we were very limited in that we couldn't look up for anything, but anything we did find, we oh, we digested it <laughs> we, really. There was anything ever on a stand-up comedian or a, or a movie we liked. Oh yeah. my gosh, we would we would devour it. It's too and much. Savor now. it. And and now it's like, where do I begin? I can know everything there uh -huh. is to know about a scene from a movie that I liked. And back then, you really had. To scour a library, or or my word. I mean, it, it kind of. We came from. I mean, dude. They say the greatest generation. I think our generation, the the seventies, eighties, and nineties, was, was probably the last, last yeah. really yeah tough fun kid. I, just a fun time I think to be you a will, kid. I think you will like my book because I cover the I cover the nature of the the seventies and the eighties in terms of the the lifestyle kids were afforded. Like there was a point where my mom was working at a Hallmark store at the North Shore Shopping Center. Yeah. And she couldn't afford a babysitter, so she would just bring me and let me wander around the mall yep. for five hours yep. un unaccompanied. But I made friends with the teens who worked at Orange Julius. They'd give me free hot dogs and free free Juliuses. And then the kid who worked at the record store was a neighbor, so he'd let me thumb through the things and he'd play whatever I wanted to hear. It was it was called Musicland. It was right next to Sears and next to Bookends, where they had a bookstore. I could go in there and look at books all night. It really, it it really it was kind of like my internet, and in that I got to listen to a lot of music and read a lot of magazines right. and and stuff like that. And then I'd browse the, the our equivalent of Amazon was just going to the, the Toys R Us and browsing and looking and you could play with certain things. Right. And then you could go down to Sears and they had the Atari and the Intellivision set up and they'd let you play for about 45 minutes before they'd kick you out. And then you could sit on the riding lawnmowers. I, I, there, was a, there was also a shop where they, they sold pianos and organs and I'd go in there. That was like my show. Sears and Robot? No, Sears and, was, was, Sears, and Sears and Roebuck was there, Roebuck, but yeah. but that that's where I could sit on the riding mowers and play the right. Atari. But it was called Scotty Piano and Organ, and this guy and his two sons ran it. And they listen, they'd play a medley for you, knock you on your ass. These guys were great with the with the organs and and pianos. So I was getting I, I was getting a great education. I remember the the guy who worked at the the piano place. He he. Uh, 
he took me for an ice cream at the Baskin Robbins, and and he wanted nothing more. He just wanted to take me he for didn't an want, ice cream. He, he didn't there want was any a, kid sex. No, there was no, there was no, there, he there there was no obligation on my end, and he didn't even hint at anything. It was just he didn't try to go to second I, and base. I, and I know, I know, it's like uh, Pollyanna, whatever, that everything was fine. But I think the idea of kids were about to be. Uh, kidnapped at any moment was was overstated. I, I think we were pretty pretty safe, and the, and there was kind of a a an understanding that you looked out for each other's kids. I think back then, absolutely, because yeah. I'm not, dude. I remember going to the park by myself. Me too. I remember there was a torrential rain in <laughs> Playstead Park, and they had a little river that went. It was a sewer drain. It was the sewer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I remember lying in it. Me and Chris Bracha. Of course. And it was a fucking flood going into a sewer. It was yeah. shit water of from course. the sewers, and we would just play yeah. in it. Yeah. And no parents were down there. I had we no just, idea. I'm out. I'll see you yeah. later. Yeah. And now, like yeah. Max left, came back with tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> Max, Max came the other day, and he goes uh, to to his mom. These kids showed up for the first time, kids on bikes from a school. Wow. And they were like, they wanted to go to the high school and drive around. Uh-huh. And Dawn was like, I don't know what to do. I go, let him. I go, Dawn, I was jumping roof to roof <laughs> when I was five <laughs> in downtown West Medford. Roof to roof. Yeah. Fucking jumping. Yeah. I go, let him go. What's he does he know how to ride a bike? Yes. Does he know how to not get look both ways when he we've yeah. taught him everything yeah. he needs to know. If you don't let him go right now, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna give you're not his re the responsibility he has, he's 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 not gonna have it. He's yeah. gonna feel he's gonna go to you for everything. Right. Let him go. Right. And uh how much of you do you see in him? A lot. Yeah? I got to be careful. Okay. I got to be careful not to give him... Um, I got to be careful not to go, you're so awesome, you're so great. I got to be careful. I don't want to... I want to be like, man, you did good. How do you feel about it? You know what I mean? You feel yeah. good. I got to be very careful with the way I do it because I don't want to... I don't want to be too over the top. You're so awesome. You're doing good. Right. I want him to fucking have a realistic view the the things that are important to me common sense yeah compassion love yeah and uh don't lie yeah don't lie that's great i go just please don't lie to me yeah. cuz if you come to me you'll be able to tell me anything yeah you'll be able to tell me anything you do and i'll know you're not lying to me and i'll be able to help you and help and i'll always have your back if you lie to me and i you lose that trust um it's going to be it's not something you just give back Everything's going to be in question after that. But you can come to me with anything. Always tell me the truth, no matter what. Uh, and, you know, common sense is a big thing, too. But, and love. Yeah. I think love is one of the biggest things. I try to tell Dawn, I, like, we're trying. And we have nobody helping us. Yeah. It's not the 50s where your dad's like, well, did you talk to him? <laughs> I can't go to a front porch right. and go, Dad, I had it. Well, you know, son, yeah. when I when you were a kid, remember when I... Yeah. I don't have those times. Right. So it's, you know, I, 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 I want him to, to like, like, I remember when I was up on the roof. He was like, can I come up? I was like, yeah. 
Dawn was like, B. I was like, yes. <laughs> Dawn. Yeah. Because I know other guys who would never let their kids do that. Right. I bought, we were up in New Hampshire this weekend, uh-huh. up at the tiny house. Yeah. And up there, they have these fucking old time stores that are uh-huh. still there. These oh, are the wow. places, before Walmart was up there, this is where you went. The original, what Walmart is now, these little barns. Yeah. Uh, old houses with stores, and they have everything from a little eye Joe to damned if I know. Can I tell and you it, about a, a a really cute place? And I don't. It might be in Georgetown, Mass, or whatever. But it was like a. Who knows how old it is? But it felt old. Yeah. And what it had was, it had a store that sold milk. Yeah. And then for some reason, right next door, it had a another place that sold sort of artisan milk, like milk that I don't know how it had been pasteurized. And then there was a lemonade stand. And then around a corner from that was a place that made fudge. So it was, it was milk, milk, lemonade. And then, and then around the corner, they made fudge. And there was, a, there, was a, uh, there was a counter where you could buy the fudge, but also it was a factory. It was a factory. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was fucking great. It just fit, that uh. that idea never gets a very good setup, and and, 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 I, and I thought. And I thought I could really backdoor it, you know, because I built up so much trust <laughs> you guys, over the years. You it was a really that. long con. Oh, my like, God. There's no way Gary's going for a, a diarrhea <laughs> and tits and, 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 and pee-pee joke. And then he did. <laughs> you got me, dude. You had me. I was, I was trying to remember the store. <laughs> Is that Linfield? <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> Anywho, I bought, we went to these stores, yeah. and they're up in the country, and they have everything. You know, rain gear to fucking Chinese stars, you know, and it's right. just all stuff from China. Oh, okay. And then, you know, but it's all, then there's all Trump stuff. Oh, geez. You know, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. it's like, that, it's like Hampton Beach. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like, you guys don't, like, we went to the fair, <laughs> and it's like all these redneck you know, yeah, and and then, but it's all Mexican dudes, like illegal Mexicans running all the rides. It's no, like, I know. You know I what know. I mean? It's like you guys I know. They so, have no sense of irony. It was very funny. Yeah, but you go in there, and um, I bought him. I bought him a samurai sword, and I bought him a crossbow. Wow. wow. And Don was like, "What the?" F-? I go, Don. <laughs> I'm gonna teach him how to respect a samurai sword, like. <laughs> Like Kill Bill. Yeah, I was just going to say, like Sonny Chiba and Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. I handed it to him like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I'm going to teach Bob. him how to use the crossbow. Oh, and wow. I did. I, t- I took, <laughs> we have a target, and we're out in the woods. I go, listen, man. Well, you so- learned that at Bowercrest, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. A crossbow, I mean... I mean, Jewish kids learn how to archery at a very young age. Oh, yeah, age. yeah, yeah, archery. So totally. it's like, it's like she, I go, we, we got to chill out a little bit. Yeah. Give him a little responsibility. Give him a chance 
to fuck up a little bit. I Does she ever win these types of arguments with the? Uh, uh, she understands. Don yeah. from Boston too. Right. Look, I told her the, the other day. I go, Don. Do you remember me? What you did? I go. You were smoking when you were twelve. Yeah. At the park. No, it's true. With your friends. Yeah. He just wants to go take yeah. a bike ride. Yeah. He wants to go take a bike ride, and we're right. like, yeah. I don't know. Fuck yeah. that. Right. Let yeah. him go. We're yeah. so because. You yeah. love your kid. I love your yeah. kid. And we don't have eight of them. Right. If you had eight of them, you might be, yeah. you know what I mean? But one thing I was say, thinking of when you, when you were talking about, I don't want to build them up too much. And I think. Not build them up. I, I said it the wrong way. Okay. Not that I build them up too much, but if you. Um, you were talking if, about the if, realistic If you're praising them all the time. Yeah. Unwarranted. Yeah. I think it's bad. I think it that if you be. give them, a, if you, hey man, you did a great job. You did it. That was awesome, man. How do you feel about it? And let them respond. I think I feel if I let him respond to it, he'll be like, that was good, but I, you know, I didn't, yeah. oh, you can do it next time. Yeah. And it makes them achieve. Yeah. Then, a, dude, you're so great. Everybody's great. You're awesome. You're the best. Yeah. I don't think that's, I think. When he deserves that, yeah. When he doesn't, right? Or he yeah. didn't, if he didn't do something yeah. totally, I'd be like, dude, you kicked ass today. You did, you know, like yeah. jujitsu, dude. You got to listen a little more if you could try that. Yeah. But you killed it today. You really focused yeah. on that. This was great. That was great. You just got to, you know, on that one move, and that gives him the thing. Like, all right, I'll try to get that thing instead of just thanks. <laughs> I'm awesome. Yeah. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, totally. I just, I just think that that. There, there's something Alan always says is that the the one of the more important things you can do for your kids is enjoy them no. and enjoy their company and and really let them know that you you yeah. you like their character, their behavior, their personality, and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I don't think that was ever a concern of our our family. They, part of my my family probably enjoyed certain aspects of of me, but the, there always seemed to be this this management of of. I had no ego, but they were trying to keep me in my in my place. Like I didn't really think that much of myself, and they. But anytime I had an opportunity to gloat or or be proud or anything like that, all right, why don't you? My brother's favorite expression was, "Okay, why don't you get a hinge on your back so you can blow yourself?" <laughs> Which is like, Alan. Alan told me that's not even an original thing, but I remember hearing like that it. any. Yeah, anytime I would I would uh, f say say anything. Oh, so, you, you yeah. know you know how athletes are. They're always tooting their own horn, which is which is part of the appeal, part of the appeal. Yeah. And I would have a good game or or make shots in basketball and, or catch balls in football and be like, why don't you get a hinge on your back so you can blow yourself? Or or when <laughs> so when you first start, yeah, when you first start working out, you start showing your muscles in the mirror and everything like that. And and, and it's just like, and that was a, the, the same thing. Why don't you put a hinge on your back so you can blow yourself? And it's like, uh, yeah. first of all, it's disgusting. <laughs> and second, is this the worst thing that I feel good about myself? I've I've been so self-deprecating and self-effacing my entire life, and I start start to feel myself a little bit, and they immediately try to they they try to put it out because I I, I think a lot of people can't handle their reflection on on you. I I don't like how I feel about myself. Why does this guy have to have to have some self-esteem? And it, and it's yeah. uh it's a bummer, man. Well, you know what I've done in the last couple of years is that I've eliminated people out of my life who, who what was the thing I read, um, avoid, 
avoid all thoughts. Uh, avoid all thoughts that make you weak. Oh wow, that's really good. And I was I wrote it down in my sauna, and I've 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 tried to do that in the last few years of people that make me weak or people that I, I just I don't have the time for. Yeah, I just I don't. Right. Yeah. You know, it's my kid, my wife, number one. Yep. And and then there's people outside of that. Yeah. And there's people that I have in my life that I'm not going to accept, right? Try to not change them. Yeah. It is what it is because yeah. I'm, I'm, st- yeah. I'm a fuck up too. I right. do bad shit. I fuck up as a friend all the time. Yeah. But then there's the people outside of that who I cut the fuck out. Yeah. Because I, I can't... You... Re- they just represent something I cannot be a part of. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Right. Because I, I'm, I'm going this way. Yeah. I'm, tr- I, I'm trying to be a father and a husband and a friend and a family. Per- you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. I, I can't. I'm not trying to be a gazillionaire fucking banging broads. <laughs> having. I'm just not. Oh, I know. That's I, that, not one us. time was my yeah. thing. Yeah. Let me let me get as much money, yeah. as much cooch, yeah. and have as much fun. Yeah. And how happy were we? Not very. I was not. I was happy at times. Yeah. And uh, the memory's it was great. Leading, but but I'm I'm relationship. Kinda, yeah. And and the values that we we have, uh, they don't. That's they a don't, young man's they, game. But also, they don't intersect with what we want out of life. Nah. When did that yeah. fucking change? When did we? When, it's like all of a sudden, it's like. No, we always wanted a. We, you think we, we always all, wanted a family. I think yeah. we. I think we were always had that thing inside of us. Yeah. But then all of a, it was something happened where it was like, I'm just gonna go do this guy now. <laughs> I want to go be who I'm, I, who I always thought I was. Well, we we had people in our life who we saw that happening too, and we we're like, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. Right. And but they they weren't they were not very self aware, yeah. so they weren't saying, no, nah, it's empty, man. It's empty, yeah. and 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 it and it gets emptier as you get older, and and you realize that there's there's no connection there. I mean, yeah. that's what Alan talks about so frequently is is our connections with each other and looking into each other's eyes and yeah. and being able to yeah. to be ourselves around people. That's the real value. I mean, I, I look back on dating and it's like, oh my gosh, I had to be this other more interesting. And interested guy that was that was really not not me. Yeah. It was what I thought girls would be attracted to. I'm so glad I have to go through that. Oh, I uh, feel for these young guys, man. Yeah, so fucking glad. Yeah. Um, I have a street joke. You want to hear it? Yes. The book is called Misfit: Growing Up Awkward in the '80s. I'm. I can't wait to get it. Um, I think you'll like it. You can also listen to it on Audible if you like that. Nah, I want to no. read okay. it. Okay, all right. I want to have cool. it with me. All right, cool. How many pages? Two eighty-eight, I think. Wow, that's a book. It's a real book. Maybe I'll listen to it. <laughs> I. Uh, it's a ten-hour listen. A ten-hour listen? Yeah. Did you do the voice? Yeah. How was that? Awesome. Really? Yes. Because I I've listened to I figured it out on my on my Audible app, two hundred and forty four books just on that Audible app plus all the ones I used to borrow from the library on CD. Right. So I've listened to hundreds of these and I always I always used to say first of all I'm going to make sure I pronounce all the names and places right so that I don't irritate people who know the real answer. Yeah. And the other thing is it's an acting exercise really. Yeah. You you have a director in there and they and they. 
they get you to say this thing. And we're pretty good at it already because right. we've been doing conversational stand-up for a, for a long time. We're not, we're not um, what do you call it? Uh, Novices? No. The, the, there was a type of comedian when we first started that you, this is the word you used to use. You ready? Shmami. Shmami. Yeah. Fucking shmami cocks up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I used that, that a lot. Yeah. Those types of comedians who were really well rehearsed and yeah. it was just coming off and it was all so, so rhythmic and everything like that. But even in our early days, we were, we knew even before, like the alternative comedians were really good at it, but we knew even in Boston, we're, we're going to talk like we talk. Right. Yeah. 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 And that was really helpful. Yeah. I remember those shmami cocksuckers. <laughs> I, uh, I do. They're, they're fucking tumbling. I'm still mad at a couple of them. Oh, yeah, of course. Fucking catch them. Of course. Them. But we need to let that go because here's another thing I, I realized that we're, what we're really angry at is the unfairness of this business and of life. And so we'll pick a person and put all our resentment into that person. Yeah. And it's really, and, and yes, that person sucks and everything like that, but it's, it's really, we're just using them as like a, a scapegoat for all our, all our anger <laughs> and, and rage. And rage. We both, yeah. we both got rage. Oh my God. Me and you got it. Oh, hair trigger. It's hair trigger. Hair but trigger. Laser when it comes Oh, out. it is laser. It's like military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking. Yeah. 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 That's the one great thing I learned from my wife is how to argue kindly really? rather than go for the win. Yeah. Which is the way we're taught from growing up w with our dysfunctional families is that you just what's the most hurtful thing I can say right now and and say it. And, and it's, just, it's not good me. for it's not good for a, a marriage. He told me you don't have to win. Yeah. And be weak. Apologize. Yes. He told me to apologize to my wife. about. I go, that's fucking weak. He goes, be weak, apologize. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a weakness is a strength. I did apologize to my wife. Yeah. You know what she said? What? You're a fucking puss. No. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did something the other day that I that I had. I must have read about it somewhere, where I just we got in this huge argument at literally six ten a.m. And and I came back after exercising and I said, uh, can we just start over? And and it and it wasn't a like a trick. Yeah. I was just like, please give me a do over on this because I I I I fucked up and yeah. and and it and it and it was so helpful. Man. I did the same thing with Max. Max had a really bad day, and it got to the point I screamed. Yeah, I yelled. Yeah, because he was acting like an asshole. Sure. And he went in the room, and he was punished. He's sitting in the thing. I went in the shed and I was just sitting like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. This this is this went from here to here. I went back in. He was crying to uh, his mom, uh. and he was and, and I just went, "Let's go." And he's like, "What?" I go, well, "Let's go." And I go, I put him in the car, put him in the truck. Wow. I said, "Pick a song," <laughs> and uh, he picked uh, Metallica. <laughs> Turn the page. No way. Perfect song. Oh, my gosh. This, this moment, right? I'll tell you something. Not always, but sometimes the cover, especially it's by Metallica, <laughs> yeah. is better than the original. Way better. And I love that song. It's great. <laughs> I do love that song. But the Metallica, but the Metallica version, version, wow. Put that on, and I'm like, I was almost went, nice fucking. Yeah. Song. We listened to it. We drove on the highway, Sawmill, listening to Metallica. Oh, I love the Sawmill Parkway. The Sawmill River Parkway. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I found a diner. I pulled over. Wow. I tapped him. I go, let's go. 
And I, I, I got out of the car and he fucking put his arm around me oh. and I hugged him and I go, wow, we're going to do a do over. Yeah. I think everybody got carried away today. Yeah. We got a little, let's start over. I love we it. went inside. I go, order what you want. I order what I want. And I said, we need to go through what happened. Yeah. I go, tell me the truth. Yeah. And he's told me this and oh. he told me that. Wound up, he was getting bullied at school. Wow. And, um... Then he told me what he did, and then we went through this, and then I go, why did you do this to your mom? And we slowly went through everything step wow. by step, and then everything was fine. Oh, my gosh. And then we went back, and I, we sat down with his mom, and not to get, I mean, it's a fucking comedy podcast, we get, but who gives a fuck? And we worked it all out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he went back into school the next day and beat the shit out of those broads. <laughs> I was like, go in there, you fucking schmommy <laughs> cocksuckers. <laughs> And kick that chick right in her fucking cooch. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, my word. Uh, listen, I got Good this button, thing. though. A good button. Yeah. Ah, what's up with buttons? I'll tell you my joke in a sec. We got these... Uh, what is this? Uh, do you want to do that Boston Street thing or no? No? Uh, if you want to. We can go just the questions. All right, what do you got? Oh, we'll go to the questions, yeah. Um, dude, I love. I'm telling you right now, the fact that, you know... You're dealing with your fucking life through your comedy is what a comic is. Oh, thanks. The fact that some you're going up there and talking about depression, anxiety, your childhood, your past, your present. And you're one of the funniest guys in the game. Thank and everybody knows it. Thank you. And it, it's inspiring to me to see that shit. And you're out, you're, you're not... You're not on a team. You're on your own team. <laughs> Which, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've always been part of something. Right, right. You're out there. You went yeah. and did your own thing. You broke free of this, whatever the fuck it is, and you went and did your own thing. Yeah. Took care of yourself. Yeah. And then put, put all that into your craft and then presented it to people when they responded. Oh, man, I hadn't thought about that. That's really nice of you to say. If I had, I was going to bring a copy of my book for you, and then I was like, don't shove it in his face and insist. Uh, but I was going to write in it that um, I can't imagine my my life without having having had you in it. I, I mean, just so many great moments and, and just such great friendship and so many great pep talks and celebrations and yeah. and we, we've really we've uh i mean this is overstating it of course but we're like old wartime buddies we are man because we're, we're vets <laughs> we're vets we're yeah veterans. yeah we're, we're lifers and we're veterans yeah. and we we um i i i used to think oh just let me get get to, to a point where i can make a living at it but i wouldn't i wouldn't give up those times when we were struggling for nah. for all the money it really was special in it and it and it's like the, with the samurai sword that that fire really uh it does something with the i forget what it does to a samurai sword but it's essential to to uh tempering the steel it's treating yes yeah you gotta fold yeah. it on itself yes 80 80 fucking 70 times wow yeah yeah, and then you and then you and, the, and those just the are the Dick Doherty gigs. Yeah, I mean, dude, we're <laughs> right? fucking warriors. Man. Yeah, and here's the thing: I had somebody recently say to me, "I passed you ten times in the business." You know, busting balls, blah blah blah. Oh. And then I looked at it and I go, "I don't know. What you, I mean, I've got 
a wife, I got a yeah. son, I got friends, I got a roof over my head. Yeah. I can pay for my kid to do certain things, food on his mouth, and I enjoy my time with those people. And I, I, I Wait a minute, he thinks he's ten laps past you? Whatever. It was his thing. Ugh. But here's the thing. By the way, we're tortoises. We're gonna be we're gonna be moving a lot after these fucking how many, hairs how, are exhausted. How many and, dudes have we seen? Oh my gosh! How many fucking people? Because I think of so that, many. Like, I've seen the ups. Buddy, yeah, and yeah. I've had them. Yep. And I and I but I've seen yeah. the downs. Yeah. And the down is a motherfucker. Yeah. If you don't have a life. Yeah. Totally. If you don't have a life to come back to, that down totally is and they, crazy. And they, and they and they may make more money and get more fame, but they're not going to be half the comedians we are. Well, even even if they do, who gives yeah. a fuck? The thing is, is that <laughs> I, lo- I love. I give I, a fuck. I fucking love. My life. <laughs> I love my life. No, me too. I I love. Me it. too. If I could, if I could freeze it. In its in its level right now, as far as as far as I don't go any further back, I don't go any further forward. Yeah. I would be so content with what I have right now. I'm so grateful. We've never done this. We've always done this. Yeah. We never did this. Yep. We did this a couple yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we've always yeah, done yeah, this. Yeah. Steady. We never went back. Ste- yep. Totally. Ever. Nope. Because we're always. No. Yeah. yeah. You're one of those guys who's always. Fucking putting it back into your work, and I, everybody knows that you're one of the funniest guys. These fucking nerds working for me, <laughs> how excited when you were coming in? They could give a uh, fuck the, about the, me, the, <laughs> but they love you. Oh, that's really nice to you're hear. You're one I, of the most I, respected stand-ups in the business. Everybody fucking knows it. Well, that's really and I'm nice glad that you fucking me. wrote that, this book. That means go a get lot the, to me. Go get the book. It's called Misfit. Growing up awkward in the '80s. There it is, right there. He's got a new hour coming out. What's the new hour? When is that coming out? Uh, twelve twenty-one on Max, and it's called Born on Third Base. Born on Third Base. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear my joke first? Yeah. Three Jews come to America. Uh huh. One Goldberg, Silverberg, and the last one's Taylorberg. <laughs> and they go. Do you know it? No. They go. Okay, we're gonna go make our fortunes. We'll come back here in ten years. And we'll tell each other how we did it. They all go away. Ten years later, they meet same spot. They go, all right, what happened? Goldberg, you go first. All right, I went to the gold business. I made millions buying and selling gold. Great. Silverberg, what'd you do? I did the same thing. I went to the silver business. I made millions, all my millions, selling silver. Oh, that's awesome. Taylorberg, what'd you do? Well, I went to the Taylor business. (laughs) And I, I worked my fingers to the bone. For years, I didn't make a dime. I lost money. Finally, I was just praying, please, God, please help me. Help me make my money. Help me make my fortune. I'll, I don't, I'll do anything. I'll make you a partner. They go, well, what happened? You ever hear of Lord and Taylor's? <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my word. That is, that, it's my- interesting because I think I mentioned Lord and Taylor earlier in the in that's the, in the show, oh, that's really good, man. Came up. What's your What's your funniest street joke? Your favorite funniest? There are two Jewish men in front of a firing squad, and one of them is well, the, the guy who who's the leader of the firing squad, the yeah. master the sergeant or whatever. He says, "Do you guys have any last requests?" And one of them says, "Well, can I get a a blindfold?" And his friend says, "Murray, don't make trouble." 
That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Murray, it, don't make trouble. Yeah, it really captures the, the kind of immigrant <laughs> ethos and, and just <laughs> trying, to, trying to mind your P's and Q's. Like, anything could happen worse. Yeah. All right, we got uh, Scruffy Bones. Gary, where have you been, dude? Oh, why haven't I been on YKWD? No, I think, you know what? Because I think what you do is you go away. Yeah. You work on your shit. Yeah. And then when your hour's done, you go and tour it. And then you're, yeah. you're writing a book. You're yeah. working. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, here's the thing. And I, I love that you do that. <sighs> and I'm kind of jealous of it, but I, I think I could do it is that, you know, I have to do these gigs. Yeah. Every week because I have that fucking, you know, my wife and my kid and yeah. a house and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I kind of put myself in that position. You know, but it, yeah. I think what you do, which I admire and I envy, is that you'll go and do small gigs, work your stuff for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's what I did this summer from May till till September. I, I did I did hour and a half, two hour shows, working out this new tour material so that I could I could tour with the book, and I didn't want to do jokes from the book because I felt like people would be like, "Oh, what the fuck? We just we just heard this joke the other night, and now he's selling it to us in a book." So I had to. I had to write a new a new hour and fifteen hour and a half for the for the road. But the other thing is that book, man. I, I was disciplined about it because I didn't. I you make a contract, you gotta you gotta yeah. you gotta come through. So I I was I was putting in a lot of a lot of hours on the on the book, and and so when I had to go out on the road, I also had to during the day right before I did the the shows. So it was it was because it's it's like exercising and eating right. You take one day off from writing the book and one day becomes two weeks. Yep. And then the 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 editor is like this 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 is there are deadlines involved. So I, I just I've I've I just remember being in high school the last time or college, the last time I had a deadline and knowing all the anxiety that comes up. And then you wind up doing a half-assed job last minute. And I didn't want that to happen. So I started I started almost right after I, I signed the contract and, um, yeah, and, and finished it. It took over three years. Yeah. yeah. And now it's out and now, now you're it's torn. Out. Yes. So you can go see yeah. it. Are going to go to Europe at any time soon? Oh, I don't think so. But Why? someday. Should go, dude. You probably have a lot of fans in the UK. I, I, I think I, I may. But the thing is, is that it, it's hard to maintain the routine, like we have even on the road in the United States. It's much easier than than being in a in a foreign country, and right. and there are certain things I need to do every day. Like I, I bring a deflated basketball and play when I'm on the road every every day. And and I just and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I just imagine that the all the basketball courts are either indoors or difficult to find. They're gypsies in Europe. The court. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Grass why I picture grass. I picture the old the old Jay Okerson joke about every country looking the same with a, with a woman with a with a with a scarf running away from <laughs> from from vandals. <laughs> oh, the UK just seems cold and fucking cold and rainy. And rainy. these people talk about going to Edinburgh or whatever to do these shows yeah. for four weeks, and you have to do like sixteen shows a weekend. Oh. And and also it's rainy. And their idea of a of a, a first class hotel is our La Quinta, right? <laughs> yeah. Or or just so got a spiral staircase yeah, that yes. witches used to use, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and you you share your room with a oh. with a with a 
talking bird. <laughs> yeah. The basketball basketball court is cobblestone. Yes. So the totally. ball keeps flying totally. to the left to the totally. right. Totally. And, the, yeah. and, the, and the, the hoop is on the ground. Right. You yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you got a fan out there, Scruffy Bones. Uh, Thanks, Jay, Scruffy. obviously making jokes as a teacher in a classroom is not allowed anymore. But I'm curious how far you would go when you were a teacher. Ever roast the kids like the adolescents? Tards? Why would they say tards? They are? Oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Anyhow, I, I lived and grew up in the same city that I, at the high school I taught at, so I was able to do jokes about the teachers that we had in common, and, and the, the, I remember this one kid worked at CVS, and I knew the, the manager at the CVS, and I would tell jokes about the manager <laughs> at CVS, and I would, I, would, I would make fun of the local cable personalities, and the other thing was, in terms of roasting, I remember there was one kid who would not shut up, and I, I told him, and he had, a, he, he had not yet hit puberty, and I said, I don't want to hear your voice again until it changes. So <laughs> I think that was the closest I ever came to a roast, but I was very careful. But I'll tell you, I was roasted by these kids because they, the teenagers, especially teenage girls, can be mean. Yeah. Oh my word! They would just decimate me with these comments on my, on my hair or clothing or really. Or, yeah, they were they were they were brutal. That sucks. They would they crash your your shirt and you would feel it. Oh yeah, I, I me- I remember uh, just just somebody mocking my, uh, the the origin of my shirt. It was clearly Old Navy, and they and they ridiculed <laughs> Old Navy because they were into whatever Hollister or or, or uh, what, what, Abercrombie and Fitch American Apparel. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wearing Old Navy because I was making forty five dollars a day, <laughs> and the and whatever you would get doing doing middle spots in in New England. Right. Which was maybe seventy five, but like a seven. Remember a seventy five dollar gig? Ooh. Oh my gosh, that felt good writing it into the calendar. Uh, seventy five bucks. Oh my cash. gosh, that's almost a hundred. You could round uh, up to a hundred, and it was cash. Oh my god. Oh I my love gosh. It. Yeah. Oof. The best. I used to get a check for seventy five dollars. Remember the fifty dollars spots? Oh my god! You have to go to Billy Downs, and he'd be like, "All right, come back on Tuesday." And then he would always say the same thing. I would be like, "Billy, you owe me money. It's eight weeks now. You've owed me this money." And he would say, "It's not like Good. I ripped your sister." And I'm like, "Is there nothing in between <laughs> owing me money and 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 Good. the sister?" And, yeah, and sister. Good. I mean, what a what a horrible thing to to bring up. Like like, and and how dare I ask for this money that I had earned? It's not like uh, I fucked your mother in the ass. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why did not. you? Yeah, my gosh. <laughs> I, I... Alex H., for both of you, what are some of your favorite, least favorite things you do to keep a healthy mind? I.e. meditation, action, af- affirmations, etc. I know what mine is. It's a really good question. It is a good question. I think, I mean, I really do always look forward to going to, going to Allen. I, I think... Man, I would I would love it if I could just eat tons of of sugar and and candy and sweets and everything like that. But it it fucks with my brain. Yeah, it's, food and, fucks and I with can't my brain. stop. Yeah, I know. And I can't stop once I start it. It's 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 like a a, a binge, and it's never satisfying. And and I mean, you talk about this too, but my. Wife will be like you. You went to the refrigerator in a in a in a in a in a state of like a whirlwind of consumption, 
at two o'clock in the morning and and I heard the syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pouring maple syrup on cereal <laughs> at two o'clock in the it's in the morning. It, it is a great idea, but it's also like cereal has a lot of sugar on its own. Yeah, especially the raisiny cereal that I prefer. And and then I'm putting maple syrup on it at, at two o'clock in the morning. And 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 she she's really good about not saying oh again with the, the she's nice about it. But Donna's come out at three in the morning, and. Without words, quietly taking Chinese lo mein and a bowl of cereal out of my hand. Wow. Quietly. No words. <laughs> oh, my God. I put them down. Oh, my God. That's so good. Put them in the trash, and she went, go to bed. Wow. And I was like, but she goes, you're done. That has to be animated for the, for the special we make. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that is really... Because I can see her eyes. She's got great film eyes. She could have been a great actress. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She is a great actress. She pretends yeah. that she's into me. <laughs> Stop. Every once in a while, she'll hold Stop. me. Stop. You are uh, a, a very attractive, desirable man. I'll fucking call her right now. You can tell her. I mean, she hasn't touched my peck in a long time. <laughs> We're going to get back into it. We're going to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. You need to look her in the eyes. And do what? Alan says... That's what it takes. Look her in the eyes. You told me that Alan told you that 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 was a yeah. He's told me a lot of things. Yeah. To do to Dawn. <laughs> I don't think he knows girls from Everett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I didn't mean? realize she went to Everett High. Yeah, she's Everett. That's so interesting. He's dealing with like Thompson Square girls, hippie girls from the you know East Village. Right, the, right, Bohemians. Yeah, Bohemians. <laughs> Smelly girls. He's not dealing with a chick who used to hang her head upside down to spray spray paint. Her, her hairspray, so her hair would stand up like Bon Jovi. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was, man, that's hard to explain to people, but that was a phenomenon. The hair? And Yeah. I look at my high school yearbook. I'm like, how did you even know what to do to get it to that point? And they, and they were like snowflakes. They were like fingerprints. There were no two no. alike, and yet they were, they were, they were uh, architecture. The, bo- the back of the head was flat. Yeah. The front was four feet tall. <laughs> and they would use so much hairspray. Yes. I mean, I don't blame... I blame the 80s and 90s for the ozone. Oh, yeah. oh no, totally. It has nothing totally. to do with Bezos's private jet. It has to do with a bunch of... No, frogs. the ozone made a comeback, and it was because they outlawed that Aquanet. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we rebuilt the ozone. Oh, you did? Yeah. It's back. Yes. How come that didn't make we're fine. We're fine with the ozone. It's the level of carbon dioxide in the air that's right. the problem. We're going to talk yeah. to Leonardo uh, about taking his plane, private jet, to the French. No, there's festival. definitely hypocrisy. A hundred. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. You know? But you know what is a good way to, to uh, fight climate change is veganism. What? Yeah. I can't be a vegan. Okay. Can you be vegan once a week? I can do that. Yeah. I love a nice stew. It's really helpful. I'm a big stew. It's really helpful. I'm a big stew fan. I can eat, I can, I love a root vegetable. Oh, I love a root I'll vegetable. I'll eat a root stew. vegetable as a meal. <laughs> like carrots and a yeah, potato? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, yes. And you throw some beans in there and you've got, you've got everything you need. Oh, dude, I've, I'll or do lentils. that. Or lentils. I have no problem with that. All right. The problem is, is that that comes out of my asshole. Like, I mean, oh, I the know. next couple of days. I know, hon. Dawn made a uh, beef stew. But it's mainly vegetables. Yeah. Dude, the last, and I, it feels good. It's oh, like yeah. a cleanse. Oh, yeah. A stew? Yeah. Oh, I'm a big stew guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, listen, buddy. I love you so much. I love you too. I'm so proud of you. you Great to reconnect. You're inspiring. I hope that we <laughs> get to do, you know, that special. I hope. I, I really want to get on that again. Yeah. I would love to get just that reach out. Reach out to to Mike and and yeah. we'll do some some uh, zooms or what whatever. Have a we should start Is, off with a lunch. Yeah, dude. Does he come? Because I remember with COVID. Yeah, but he he's back in Brooklyn. He's back. Yeah. Is he going out? Yeah, he goes out, but the thing is, is that he's in a he's in a project, a documentary project right now. But he'll definitely be able to have lunch with us, and we'll we'll rekindle I miss this. Mike. He's such a oh, he's, oh my gosh, one of the, the nicest, nicest guys. I was so glad. The nicest and man, does he a, love you? He adores you. We had a, he's we a had great a, laugh, man. Great laugh, but yeah. a great guy. We had yeah. The, he's kind of a hippie dude. Yeah, you know it's weird because I've always been friends. Mike Bonfiglio. This is Bonfiglio, the, the Emmy, multiple Emmy award winning one for Shanling, for George Carlin, and for a Peanuts documentary that he did and yours and your no, special no that didn't win an emmy but it yeah, was but a good you, special dude one of the best thank you i told you, you man oh man i really appreciate i mean when that. i went that to that i was just nights. fucking yeah. great yeah to have you sitting with uh chris elliott remember that that was amazing and i love shit's creek too was, oh he's so good i know and i didn't yeah. say nothing to him because i would really oh you wouldn't it. have ruined it he would have loved it i don't know i would have ruined it no you don't ruin things oh dude i you're a really good fanboying I fuck, dude. I'm the worst. Really? Quinn won't let me sit. I was. He, if he sees a famous person come in, really, he, he leans in. He goes, "Time to go." Oh. Literally goes, "Time to go." Oh, I didn't realize. Last that. time he did that, I didn't leave. Ray Romano. Twenty minutes after I come out, he goes laughing. I know you'd fuck it up. <laughs> he was reading the paper, and I, he mentioned something about his kid. I go, "My kid does that too," and I kept repeating it because I didn't think he heard me, but he did. He was ignoring me. I go, oh. "My kid does that too." Oh, my kid! And I heard Keith go. Ah, he heard you. Oh, and I just Bob. got up and left. Oh, I'm the worst. Oh man, well you have these horror stories—the Seinfeld one and and now this. I know it's all right. All right, so go check out his book, uh, and his website. Where are you gonna be? Where are you gonna be coming up? Oh, where can uh, they find your dates? Oh, GaryGullman.com. GaryGullman.com. Make sure you go check out one of the funniest. I mean, you're all read yeah, those the dates. Fit book tour. Read it. Read them. Uh, Carolina, not you, oh. the producer, the fucking asshole, keeps fidgeting oh. with the mouse. <laughs> Read it. They have, uh, oh my god. No, it's okay, guys. They, 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 what, where are they? People aren't going to remember. We'll just say GaryGoldman.com. They're right there. Read uh, them. October twelfth. Oh my god! Carolina Stop and fucking have confidence. I'm trying to help these people. <laughs> oh, Gary. I see. Let October, me fucking help them. October twelfth. No, Gary Goldman will be performing at. Gary Goldman will be performing at Carolina Theater in Durham, North Carolina, the Buckhead Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, wow. uh, Booth Playhouse at uh, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, Short Center uh, for the Arts in Indianapolis, the Fitzgerald Theater in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, the uh, oh my god, <laughs> say theater. it. The Amatic Amatic Theater. Uh, oh, the what theater? <laughs> Amatu. Nope. Amateru. Nope. I think it's Amaturo. Amaturo at the Broward <laughs> Center in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Mike, I would have fucked that up too, by the way. <laughs> I mean, uh, Max. Yeah. All right, he's all over the place. You got a big tour coming up, so if you want to go see Gary, go to his website. He's got a big tour coming up, selling his book, brand new book. Go yeah, get the I book. The, I signed the book for everybody at the end. I meet everybody, so if you want to wait. Yeah, yeah you want to hang out after, get a book signed, check yeah. out his book. Make sure you heard. You tell him you heard him on the podcast. Uh, and go to robertkellylive.com. I'm all over the place. Madison, Wisconsin, Comedy on State, Kansas City. Boston, Mass. At the comics come home. Portsmouth, PA. Baltimore, 
Marilyn, Diana, Diana, what? Dania Beach. Ugh, I hate the name. Diana Beach. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Make sure you check out my shows. I'm on the bonfire every day. Make sure you check out that. Bone to Pick podcast. And of course, comicwearables.com. Use code word ladybugs to get your YKWD gear. We have new hats up there. All kinds of great stuff. Guys, give you plugs. Go! Uh, Max Marcus Comedy on all social media. At Danny Braff on Instagram. The Cheese Show on YouTube. At Mike P. Suarez. <laughs> Listen, dude, they might not look good, but they're the best. Yeah. I love these guys. They make the show, and they're, you know, these guys are here because they love the YKWD podcast, being part of it, helping produce it, every aspect of it. So make sure you check them out wherever they're going to be. Uh, I love you, man. I love you, too. You're a great friend. You're a great friend, too, man. And uh, I can't wait to hopefully work with you this year. Awesome. And I love seeing you on Tuesdays and get my Gullman hug. My Gullman <laughs> hug. Yes, you got to yes. come up. To, I want you to come up and see the, the, the fam. I would like that. Soon, yeah? yeah? Okay, great. And uh, we'll see you guys next week on You Know What, Dude. You guys are the best fans in the world. You know what, dude? See you later. been listening to the YKWD podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Shitty jobs.